All right, everyone, this is episode 62 of the Galactic Dads podcast. Today, we're going to talk about that season finale of Invincible, talk about the new Star Wars Bad Batch animated show. We're also going to talk Marvel's Phase 4 teaser that it dropped, plus some video game news. We'll talk a little bit about toys, some stuff you won't believe, and we'll talk in comics about the X-Men Hellfire Gala and Batman number 108. Plus, of course, we've got our dad jokes, beers of the week, and more, so stick around. Five, four, three, two, one. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? The Galactic Dads Podcast, a podcast by Geeky Dads, talking about all things geek, dad life, I am the father, and beyond. Language. All right, everybody, welcome back. This is the Galactic Dads Podcast. And of course, we are your dad destination for all things geek, dad life, and beyond. And of course, that includes bits of dad advice for your daddy issues. We'll talk about comics, video games, TV shows, movies, and whatever else strikes us is worthy to talk about. So we hope you enjoy the show. I, of course, am B. I am here almost every single episode. And luckily for you, I am not alone today. Today, I am joined by Jedi John. He's over to the left. What's happening, buddy? Oh, not much. It's good to be back. It is great to have you here. And we're also joined via Skype this week uh, by Laser Eric. How you doing, big guy? Good. How we doing? Doing very well. We uh, are excited to get the show started, even though we took about... Well, last week we were out because we premiered the Force Dyad podcast, right? The first show on the Galactic Dads Media Network. Uh, and then the week before that... I think we took the week off to focus on the Patreon, and now we're back. I'm really excited to be here for episode 62, and I'm glad I'm not alone. However, we must mention the two gentlemen who are not with us today. One had to go to soccer with his kiddo, and that is intern Justin. I don't think he interns much, but he is out doing the dad thing. I hope uh, hope his son's having a good winning time at soccer this evening. And then, of course, production Matt is out today. He was also watching his daughter. So, you know, can't be here for dad reasons, and we cannot fault them for that. So, big shout out to no, them. We are 100% sure that production Matt's not playing golf right now. We are not. We are never, never. 100% sure <laughs> that he's not playing golf. But um, I know they're out doing those things. But if you want to check up on them, you can check them out on their socials. Uh, you can find production Matt at GD underscore production underscore. Well, it's GD underscore post underscore production. That's right. GD on Instagram underscore post underscore production on Instagram. Uh, you can see some fun photos of him there and a lot of behind the show uh, scene stuff from this show he posts. And you can go find uh, Justin on Twitter at Willikill187. Uh, I'm pretty sure you can find him on Instagram with that too, right? Yes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. You can find the rest of us as well. You can find B here. I am at uh, all of the major socials at Galactic Dads. You can find me, uh, Jedi John 4, on Twitter. And lastly, you can find me. (laughs) Sorry. Um, You can find me on Instagram and Twitter, uh, Laser83Eric, or. On Instagram, you can also find me at Galactic Dads BBQ. That's the food 
page, much more entertaining photos than what I post on my personal. That that barbecue page is taking off. That barbecue page is taking off because we all just take pictures of us working with our meat and then send it to Eric and he posts. And it's much more exciting than that sounds because it all looks so delicious. It's amazing when we all of a sudden already have comments of, hey, um, DM us. Like, we want to chat. I'm like, awesome. I like yeah, this. Yeah. I like this. This is good. <laughs> um, so, yeah, keep up the good work over there. Yes, we are very proud of you for uh, launching that, starting it. Hope we have some fun with it as, as time progresses. Absolutely. Uh, the food community is a lot of fun. So. Yeah, everyone likes to eat. Everyone likes to eat almost as much as, um, well, we like to drink. And if you're interested in following us in that habit, you can follow us on the socials for that. That is the Untapped app. And uh, all of everybody who listens to this show knows what the Untapped is. Uh, but if you want to give them a little insight into that, John, while I pull up some good music and we'll dive into beers of the week. Yeah, so the Untapped app, you can track your beer experiences um, from wherever you're at, either at a bar with your friends, at home trying something new. Uh, you can track your whole um, list of what you've tried, um, and then you can toast other friends. Um, you can follow other people that you want to see what they're drinking, uh, like us at Collected Dads. You can follow us and see what we've been up to. Um, I don't have an exact beer count on me right this instant, but uh, we are well over the 100 mark now. And, uh, well, we just keep adding to our problem. Yeah, I would say it's more of a solution, really. Um, a good one, really. And what that's good for is that, uh, you know, as we drink... You can see what we do, and we can try different beers every week. Uh, and this week, we tried something new. Uh, I was at the store, and I felt adventurous, and I just decided, why not? Let's go for this. And it is the, what is that? That's some Mother's Brewing? That's yeah, a Mother's Brewing Company Trop Top. Mm-hmm. It's a passion fruit pale ale uh, brewed in Springfield, Missouri. Um, you know, I've never had this and i'm usually not a big fruit type beer person so we're gonna give it a try Um, i'm gonna try to make it through the whole can here i'm not hopeful for myself but i'm gonna really try i can't find i couldn't find it on the can yeah i'm not seeing a i couldn't find it but i can find abv i'm sure i can find it on the untapped app how do you like the beer though you know the first sip i um i think i squinted pretty hard afterwards yeah it was i was like "Mm." I don't know. It's not great. Yeah, it's um, it's a little different. Um, but you know, it's got that. If you if you like that passion fruit type taste to it, um, it's it's right there, I guess. Yeah, I uh, didn't have anything else uh, in my fridge this week besides that. So I uh, reached for the bottle of Four Roses, delicious bourbon, and whipped up a Four Roses and Coke this this evening, and it's quite tasty. It is a six percent. Alcohol by volume. It's a sixer. It's a sixer. I picked up a sixer of sixers. Can I can I rate it a zero or should I rate it a one? I guess I should be nice to it. I don't know. It's, like, probably, it's probably a good beer to people that enjoy this type of beer. Yeah, if if that is your if a fruity beer is your your go to, it's probably a great beer. I'm gonna give it a two five because I can't. Yeah, give can't it a two do five. It. Give no. it two five is good. I like a lot of stuff from others. Uh, but I love I, a lot of stuff. From yeah, others. but I, I am not loving this. I'm not loving this. It's all it's all. Um, but yeah. you know what? I don't know. Laser Eric, you got anything on tap this evening or are you being a good boy? 
I gotta be honest with you. I am. I'm being a good boy. I am drinking a smooth, refreshing Gatorade fruit punch. That a boy. He kept it fruity, on brand this <laughs> evening, on flavor, I suppose. Yeah, something like that. All right, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, so that's going to do it for our beers of the week. It was brief this week, but that's okay. Not every week needs to be a trip down flavor lane. Uh, I'm pretty sure we'll get some heat from Luke Goblin Gaming for this one this week, but that's okay. This would be something he would like. He would, oh, would he? he? would drink this. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right, so we will move on into some sweet daddy issues this week uh, because I experienced a new one for the very first time ever. So this past week, I took vacation from work, my day job. I was like, yeah, I'm going to take some days off. I'm going to relax a little bit, do a little staycation. Can't really go anywhere right now, but that's okay. And it's going to be a good time. And what I quickly like realized was when you tell your parents who normally watch your kids during the week that you have the week off, they're like, great, us too. And then you end up watching your kids, um, which is fine. They're your children. By day two, I was thinking maybe I should just go back to work. I am not relaxed. This does not feel like a vacation. It just feels like I'm staying home uh, and, and handling all the fun with that. And I'm not saying it was terrible. I'm just saying it didn't feel relaxing at all. It's not a vacation. Like I, it was not a vacation. Yeah. I, I should have taken just one day and not told anybody and be like, yeah, I'm going to work and just gone and like sat somewhere and just like chilled reading comics or just something. Just like the first day, just be yeah. like, and then be like, oh yeah, I take the rest of the week off work. I wanted to spend time with the kids. Yeah, which I, I think would have probably been smart. Uh, it, it's, I know now. I know now that's the move now for every dad. I think you take the one day and you're like, Hey, I'm just gonna, I, I gotta go to work on Monday yeah. and then I'm off. The I got to check in, week. make sure monthly numbers are right, which yeah. actually I, I worked that Monday and then Tuesday through Friday I was off and I was like, Oh boy, <laughs> this is something. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I still took, uh, my oldest went to preschool cause we pay for that. And I was like, well, you might as well go have fun. I kept her home one day extra just to hang out and i was like yeah you, you need to go you have a good time at school honey daddy loves you i'll talk to you later enjoy your activities enjoy enjoy your structured activity and i hope that you play outside real hard all day today when you come home you would be a little relaxed um but yeah i have learned if you're a new dad i'm not even that new of a dad i just haven't taken a vacation in a while uh it really helps uh, if someone tells you Dude, having kids and taking vacation days is not the same. No, it's really not. And you know, I've I've been where you're uh, where you were talking about. I've been there before too. And and you know, if you like, usually when I'm taking time off, if we're not going somewhere or going on vacation or something, I'm trying to get something done or I have ideas of things that I want to do and as soon as you put the kids in the mix it changes pretty much anything that you were planning on doing uh, to a certain degree and, and and B I don't know about your two but with my two uh, it's it's a constant um, it's a constant effort to keep them entertained mm. because if they get bored you might as well burn the house down yeah, yeah, they enjoy the burning of the home just for something to watch for five minutes, and then it's on to so you have to go find something else for them to do. But uh, my exactly. my four year old's high energy all day, just dad, 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 dad. I'm like, okay, yeah, okay, okay. But by like you know 
the eighth hour, I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm just, I gotta, I need to leave. Yeah, I'm at the end of my um, parental bonding time next week is my last week of it, and well, it's been fun. <laughs> I've bonded. Um, I'm ready to go back. Well, I'm not. I mean, it's gonna be hard to go back, but I'm still like, uh, I, I do miss being around people and having real conversations occasionally. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. But I will miss my kid and my wife who, I mean, she works from home uh, as a travel agent now. So like, um, she's, she's pretty much home with me all the time, which is nice. Um, and it's just going to, we're going to figure out that balance again. That's what, that's the only thing that I'm worried about because there's going to be a new balance again. There's a new balance. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have the shoes yet. So there's multiple multiple new balances probably in my future. Um, but yeah, there was a, there was a balance to find when I came home for the first couple of weeks of being on leave. And then um, me going back to work is just going to be a, a brand new balance of life. So, yeah. And juggling that. And then you get the new balance of coming home from work and being like, Hey, what's up? And all of a sudden people are just annoyed at each other and they're like, great, you take them up gone. And you're like, wait, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Where are you going? <laughs> well, now? Hey, hey, yeah. <laughs> like that happens. Uh, but I totally get that now. Uh, especially being at home a whole week with the kids. When my wife came walking through the door, I was like, he's yours. I'm going outside. So I, like, I get it. I really do. Well, I can tell you right now, whether she said it or not, Kinsley probably felt the same way spending all those days with you as you did spending all those days with her. Not to say that it was bad for either of you, but like, you know, for instance, you know, I've been home with Logan the past few days. And uh, I asked Logan today, I'm like, you ready to go back to school, dude? And he's like, yeah, yeah, when can I go back? Yeah, yeah I'm done with so. you, Dad. Thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> love you love you too, kid. Yeah. Where are my friends? You're boring me. This was cool for right, two days, exactly. not a week. I, I figured I would have got him until at least, you know, 11 or 12 before he thought I was boring, but I guess eight will have to do. Well, just, just, keep be- just keep beating him into video games. You'll be fine. <laughs> that's pretty that solid true. that's solid work and i can't wait uh to talk about some video game news coming up later i know uh laser eric has some good stuff to talk about uh and we will get to that but we'll get to that right after we move on through tv shows and movies and first up is tv shows uh i know i talk about it pretty often but that's because i just love the comic and the cartoon but that's invincible on amazon prime uh the first season ended uh, the season finale, episode eight, was incredibly brutal. I don't think I've seen that much violence on a TV show since I was watching The Boys, and this outdoes it. Dude, he was sending everything he could at Omni Man. Considerably. Everything. Yeah, but then, I mean, I don't want to ruin this show for anybody, but if you're remotely familiar with Invincible and you get through, say, the first episode, you know that Omni Man's not the best dude. And he literally shows Mark how insignificant human life is to him in the most graphically and destructive way possible. It made the the destruction of Metropolis and Man of Steel look like an outing at the zoo for me and my kids. It was graphic. Anyone else watching? Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you pretty much summed it up, though, without spoiling yeah. everything for somebody that has not seen it. Like, yes, uh, I mean... We got the bloodiest cover of the season, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, the title the card the title was card. almost completely covered. Yeah. Uh, for good reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was just, uh, <laughs> yeah, brutal. 
it brutal would. end. I mean, it was. I again, it sets up more. It does. And they signed on for new seasons. Two, two more seasons. Two more seasons of it. So can't wait um, for see what Amazon takes that. I am so stoked for that because they have so many different things they can do. Uh, I mean, we might with by the end of three seasons, we might get to the the virtually might virtually might war. I don't know why I can't speak. All of a sudden, you guys smell toast. I just had a stroke. Uh, but we can get to the war that shows up, and that is absolutely brutal and epic. Uh, but that's later on the Invincible series. There's a ton of other stuff they can check out and do with that show, and I'm hyped to see them do it. You know, when I was going through the first season again, I'm, I haven't watched the finale, but I've watched almost all the way up to it, so I'm not too worried about, you know, the spoilers or anything like that. Um, Barrett came in and he was like, what's this? Can I watch it? Like, I don't think so. Probably not a good idea. It's a cartoon. <laughs> yeah, like you can yeah, watch exactly, it all exactly. the way up until now. Get out. Get out now. Right, right. But uh, going back to what you were saying about Omni-Man's dis- distaste or disregard for human life, you see that in the first episode, the second episode. Um, it, I started to notice a pattern when I was watching. It was like, yeah, he, uh, you know, he he's all right, but he's not all right. He's yeah. desensitized, probably. Yeah, he clearly has a different level of importance. And uh, as soon as he really starts to explain that to Mark, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. Right. He thinks of humans the way we think of ants. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't necessarily just because of who he is and what he is, like at least the way I look at it, I don't necessarily hate him for it, but still not good. Yeah. I mean, we've seen somebody come from another world and another genre. Uh, well, not genre, but another um, medium. Medium from. Well, uh, no, no. Yeah, same, same medium. I mean. No, because it was comics. It was same medium. Yeah. So so when Loki came in for the Avengers, he's like, an uh, ant doesn't have a quarrel with a boot, but the boot comes right. down. So, yeah, absolutely. So that's funny because I immediately thought Superman. And I was like, and he just really upholds everything to be really important. Yep. And Omni-Man's like, look, man. I'm going to be like a thousand years old and you guys won't when he, okay. Yeah. Like Loki's like what? 1500 or 1600 years old already when he, when he gets to earth. Yeah. Like, yeah, I've seen, so all, I, I've seen all this. You guys are just, you are so beneath me. It's not even funny. Yeah. Which yeah, is always fun uh, because then you get to see, you know, if you think something small and insignificant can't bother you, try and sleep a night in a tent with a mosquito. Like there are ways <laughs> to be annoyed. Pretty sure it was the Dalai Lama. <clears throat> wow, I sound like sometimes I read or something. I really don't. I swear, guys. <laughs> you can read? <laughs> no, barely. Um, but anyway, yeah, I thought uh, that that episode really ended the season well. I loved all of the memes that came from it. Oh yeah, that was like, think, Mark, think, think. <laughs> it's like seeing Omni Man say anything. Yeah, the else. the best one I saw came from the Genghis Khan group. Um, which a bunch of the guys from that do the uh, Comic Shop Couch podcast, which, by the way, big ups to the Comic Shop Couch guys. Uh, yep. They got some new episodes out. You yeah. should definitely go check out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the Comic Shop Couch. Uh, but also, somebody posted a picture, and it's normally, if it was not edited, it's just like some picture of like some buxom like naked porn star sitting there. 
completely naked, but somebody photoshopped in Omni Man like holding something up, and he's completely covering like her nudity. He's like, "Think, Mark, boobs are great, but you are forever. These aren't gonna be here. It's a waste of your time." <laughs> That's awesome. That's oh, good. it was probably my favorite. Because it was just funny. I mean, that's essentially the argument Omni-Man makes. Like, all of this is just pointless. Everything here on Earth is just dumb to you. Um, but still. I I did want to ask, though, is there any point in the show where you guys think that the graphic violence is just too much? Well, I think that was the whole point of the show. So I, th- I think they wanted to get it across, like, we can draw this up in... Um, animation and make it as violent as we want and it will be okay. Brutally graphic. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of a lot of the, like the boys, like they push the, like, and this is also on Amazon. So they push the envelope as far as um, live characters Mm -hmm. creating just graphic violence all over the place. And then they took it to the animation side and said, we can do the same thing and people are going to love it. The only thing that you don't get invincible uh, that you definitely get in the boys is sex. Um, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Although there is a scene where uh, the one chick that multiplicate. Oh, yeah. The shower scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where she uh, she's hanging out with Rex and <laughs> just sudden. keeps coming out. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. I, I mean, mean, honestly, every guy was probably like, you know what? That could be cool. Yeah, cool I would love to disappoint multiple people at the same time and still just be the same person. Like that's impressive work. <laughs> I mean, he came out of there excited. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> oh man, until he walked out and Adam Eve was standing there. Well, you know, girlfriends, you know. Yeah, that's a problem. You know what? And then seeing what she could do after the fact, I don't know that I would ever cheat Foster. on her. Yeah, that'd be the no. wrong person. Yeah. I mean, she's adding doors to her parents' house in a small like not even a large argument just like i'm not pleased with this yeah like in the marvel universe somebody that can create matter and change the molecular scale of things oh wait is one of the most important like most powerful people in the universe yeah that'd be like a vision went yep. cheated on scarlet witch she'd just be like okay well now i have a white vision or a whole town in <laughs> jersey whatever like i'm not playing that game that's not smart don't nope. do that bro not smart uh <laughs> Speaking of not smart, poor Mark Grayson. I mean, he's just trying to be like, dude, this world's important. And then his dad's like, well, I'm just going to kick your ass in a way to use violence to prove my point. And I'm like, it's kind of the opposite effect. I don't know if you notice this. I still love the planet, so sorry. All you're really doing is letting me know you're an a-hole. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Also, will my teeth grow back? I know everything else seems to, but will my teeth grow back? <laughs> who doesn't want to be 18 with a full seven years come on <laughs> but if you haven't seen invincible at this point i don't know why you wouldn't watch it unless you just don't want to go watch it it's a it's a great series and it's definitely getting two more seasons so clearly amazon approves so if that is not enough reason to check it out i don't know what is We will move on to the other show uh, that premiered to give us something new to watch weekly while we wait for Loki. And that is the new Star Wars show uh, animated on Disney Plus, and that's The Bad Batch. Now, I don't have as much of an in-depth knowledge of the Star Wars universe as some other people on our show do, or say another show on our network does. 
but I still really enjoy all of the shows that come out on Disney Plus. Uh, and one of them that came out just recently on May the 4th was Bad Batch. And this show, I really felt like, I know I've said this before, but I really felt it in this show. I felt like somebody was in the middle of war. And, you know, for being called Star Wars, I don't always feel that way. But in this one, I was like, dude, they're in it. Like, they're in the trenches. And this is awesome. Also, there was a sweet cameo that I would not have caught unless Jedi John pointed out. Uh, but I will let Jedi John take the wheel on this segment because, of course, he is well-versed in the show. And also, uh, he will go much more in-depth on the Force Dyad podcast. Yeah, the uh, I'll, I'll start there, I guess, because we, we broke down episode one. Uh, I mean, it was 70 minutes of greatness, so that, that should post um, either... Uh, basically on par with this post, probably it'll be it'll be within the next uh, twenty four hours or so. That I'll I'll post that um, to Anchor and it'll be on Spotify shortly. Um, after that, uh, and then it'll reach everywhere else. You know, I, I'm not sure how Anchor posts everything yet. We're new to there, um, but it should be in there within the next uh, five or seven days or something like that. Yeah, all you need is uh, after you do your initial launch. Once the RSS feed gets picked up by the different platforms. They're usually day of. Yeah, pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Um, but yeah, we did break it down, but I'll break down some of it here uh, now because, yeah, 70 minutes of greatness. Um, it was so good. It was like a full movie. Yeah, I mean, it, and it, everything's connected. Um, the um, cameo that we got to see was uh, Freddie Prince Jr. Uh, coming up as Caleb Doom, uh, who turns into Kanan Jarrus. Uh, for the Rebels TV show that Dave Filoni also did. So this is another Dave Filoni production. Um, and they summed it up. They had um, uh, the narrator go straight into, hey, this is how we ended the Clone Wars, and it turned uh, the title card turned from Clone Wars to Bad Batch, so it let you know that this is just picking it up right now. Um, and it was, it, I mean, it was a great episode. I mean, it, it showed you again what happened when Order 66 uh, kicked into the clones and how they treated the Jedi that they were friends with, no Matt, like, like five minutes earlier, not even, um, yeah, even they, less. So. They executed Order sixty six with just efficiency. Yep, yeah. And then uh, for those of you that haven't seen the show, I, I'm, I, I mean, I think it's been spoiled now because they're on episode two already. Um, episode two dropped the uh, Friday after the fourth, so if I did my math right, set the seventh. I think mm-hmm. uh, dropped episode two. Uh, that was only like a thirty four minute episode. Um, I guess that's going to be pretty much the runtime for each episode going forward. And um, uh, then we got Friday release schedules going forward. But Friday, um, we do have a member of the Bad Batch that's no longer technically in the Bad Batch. He uh, his inhibitor chip was working compared to the other um, defective clones, so to speak, or enhanced clones. You can call them now. That's crosshairs, Um, right? Crosshair is um, on the side of the Empire now. So you got to see him a little bit in his elite squad um armor um it was kind of shadow like driven so you really didn't get to get a good look at him at what he looked like but you could tell it was a different kind of armor than he had already had on um green visor um so it was uh really cool to see almost like the first kind of death trooper or elite squad um type uh, commando um for the empire so pretty cool stuff you know what i really liked um you mentioned about him now working for the empire i like the way that the clones we're trying to kind of figure out what the empire was and what it meant to them. 
Because it's obviously this immediate period of transition, right? Now they're marching to new orders, and what do those orders mean, and what is the empire about? I think that them kind of going through that is a nice touch because a lot of people are like, wait, so they used to work for the the Republic, right? Yep. And now all of a sudden it's the Empire. Yeah, Clone Force 99 was thinking that way. Yeah, oh, for sure, yeah. The rest of the clones, it was it was, it was one of those eye-openers when they were in the room while uh, Palpatine was giving his speech that he gave at the end of episode, well, closer to the end of episode three um, during the movies. And like all the clone force 99 was just looking at each other like, wow, like this is happening and what's going on. And then all of a sudden you see all the other clones just cheering. Yeah. And then like, tech we're just, in bro. Yeah. Tech just says, do you still think they're not programmed? Because look at all of our yeah. brothers. So yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. And just the, the immediate loyalty, it just shows you how much control they really had over those clones. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They need the immediate loyalty there, and then also they um, they showed pretty clearly that Tarkin has a particular distaste for clones. He wants to go a different route. I thought that was interesting too. Yeah, um, because you've got all these clones that are blindly loyal that have no idea that they've got somebody high up. Like, yeah, I don't even want you around. Yeah, I mean, I in the um, Force Diad cast we did. Uh, one of my theories was that we would get to see during the show the end of the clones um, because once we get to episode four and A New Hope, uh, it, they've already been using recruits. I, and even as early as Solo, you see them recruiting soldiers into the army of the Empire. So um, by that point, they're already out of clones or at least on the back end of phasing them out mm-hmm. um, during the movie Solo, which is... I don't know, probably 10 years after this point, um, if I'm thinking correctly, as far as where we are between episode three and four, about 20 years. So uh, Solo happens right in the middle of that. So uh, by that point, they're already recruiting new people. It's interesting that they move away from droids to clones to recruits. And then it goes on further, and it's almost like pseudo-clones, I guess. What, What would you say Finn is? By the time he's enlisted. Oh, he's, I mean, um, for the first order took, like basically took slaves almost. Basically, they took children away from families and then brainwashed them into their conditioning for like, they're almost like winter soldiers almost. Like you're conditioned. Like even Finn, when he comes out of his conditioning, he says, okay, take him back and recondition him again. Yeah. So like they are brainwashed to believe and do certain things. So um, and because in the in the sequel trilogy, they talk about maybe they should re relook at do, using a clone army again. Yeah. So um, it's and it's kind of crazy because even in later shows like um, Rebels, you've got the Empire who is not clones anymore, and you have people like Agent Callus. And this is a spoiler for all those people that have never watched Rebels, but it's been out for years now. Um, Callus ends up turning double agent and turning to the rebels after an episode where he is saved by one of the rebels on a planet where they're deserted alone together. And so, uh, but a clone would never do that because a clone is conditioned and he's got an inhibitor chip telling him to do other things. So it's amazing that Tarkin expects loyalty, but then goes out of his way to not have clones that are controlled by people. Like instead he wants free thinking people which is, um, it's it's kind of contradictory. 
that's uh, yeah. But if you guys are interested in hearing more about this awesome show, uh, listen to somebody who clearly knows what they're talking about. That's Jedi John and Obi Sean dive deep on the second episode of the Force Diet podcast. Yeah, well, we we covered all of, all of episode one. Uh, we're saving episode two for episode uh, three recap, just because I we both felt like um, the seventy minutes uh, premiere needed more time to breathe. I, so I would agree. Yep, I would agree. But that takes us on to the last show that I wanted to mention. And I'll mention it briefly, uh, but that is Jupiter's Legacy over on Netflix. Uh, which, by the way. I did not know I had this, but I have a really strong affection towards a grandma in this show. Actually, I don't think she's... Yeah, no. Uh, But Lady Liberty, oh my God. Gray hair and all. Come here. Come here. You can ring my bell. Uh, But that (laughs) that is a live-action adaptation of Mark Miller and Frank Quitley's Jupiter's Legacy uh, that's brought over through Image Comics. And that is actually, it's kind of a, it's another superhero uh, deconstruction book, uh, but it looks more at it through the lens of what would the next generation of superheroes do? You know, it's kind of, if you're familiar with Kingdom Come, it takes that, but gives it to you through the, I would say from the view, the point of view of the kids, of the new generation of heroes. Uh, You get to see what it's like for them trying to live up to the heroes who came before them. And it asks the same questions. Uh, Questions, most importantly, is, is your code of ethics, will they work today? Um, The show really explores that. Uh, I think it's well done. Is it bingeable? Like, is all, are all the episodes released? Oh, it's in? Netflix. Yeah, so all the episodes. Yeah, are I didn't out. know if they were to change anything. I, I know they usually just release the yeah. whole season. Netflix but, yeah. goes, here's the dump. Yeah. Uh, Amazon will make you wait. They'll give you like one or two episodes and then make you weekly watch. And then Disney Plus, the, they're thing. like, oh, we've got you on a diet. You'll be around. Uh, <laughs> but Netflix is like, take it. We got other stuff coming out next week. Uh, so definitely check that out. If you're interested in our take on Jupiter's legacy, you can check us out on the Patreon. Uh, I'll be posting. Um, I met Mark Miller, the creator of Jupiter's legacy. Uh, I got a picture with him and all that good stuff. And I'm going to post that on the Patreon for our Patreon supporters. Uh, and that will be up probably this week, this weekend. Uh, so definitely be on the lookout for that patrons. Appreciate it. But because time is of the essence and we have something huge to talk about, we're going to roll on to movies. Anybody know what I'm going to talk about? I do. Yeah, I hope so. It's on the agenda, for God's sakes. Not sure. <laughs> Can we talk about that Phase 4 teaser from Marvel? Can we just talk about the chills, the goosebumps that I got? Are yeah, you kidding me? You know, it's so great because um, obviously Disney and Marvel want to get back to the movies that would get you back to the movies i mean they posted that was a yeah that was a fan video that was was illegally shot inside a theater during a movie but it fit their agenda so they're not mad about it because (laughs) hey thanks for shooting that kid because it gave me the i mean it gave disney the perfect like chill moment where we want you to enjoy the movie like this again Mm -hmm. and it took you right back into the theater during that moment I was in that moment. I was goosebumps. back in the theater. And yeah, I, I had goosebumps watching um, Sam just come through and it's just on your left. On your left. <sighs> My God. You know, the coolest thing about that is I was watching this uh, teaser trailer, 
not for just one movie, but for an entire phase of Marvel, which I think is super cool. I think it's awesome. They're going to continue that, that way of rolling out movies still in phases for like two to a three year period. And to have them, especially now in this time and everything that's going on, have Stan Lee talking and using his recorded voice for this was incredible. Like I, and it was a powerful message very on top of that. So, and I just kind of stopped what I was doing and just went back and rewatched it. Cause it was that kind of powerful. And then what brought a whole nother level to it because then they had, you know, Chadwick Boseman was, was speaking, you know, black Panther. And then by the time he's done, they take you back to that magical moment inside the theater uh, that John just described where it was you know, legally shot, you know, cell phone video of an audience's authentic reaction during Endgame when all the heroes come back. And then at that point on, you're just enthralled and boom, here come the new movies. Like here's what's coming in phase four. And there's so much, there's so many movies. First off, we're going to start with Black Widow on July 9th. Yes, July, <coughs> July yeah. 9th. And you better believe I'll be in the theater for that. I got my COVID shots and everything. Vaccines on deck. Let's go. Uh, we might actually, we're going to make that Galactic Dads thing. We're getting back. We're all going. I don't care. I hope so. I, and, yeah. And then we get okay. what? It, it just rolls out after that. Like in July, we get that. In September, we get something else. Uh, yeah, we get um, Shang-Chi. Uh, yeah, which by the way, in the Legend of the Ten Rings, that's September third of this year, and then we end up with we rolled into the Eternals November fifth of twenty one, and then we finish off the year with Spider Man No Way Home December seventeenth twenty one. Yeah. Uh, we open up next spring with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Cannot wait. Yeah, March twenty fifth, and then Thor Love and Thunder May sixth. Followed up by we finally got the um, Black Panther sequel title Wakanda Forever. Uh, I feel like uh, Ryan Coogler and team appropriately named that movie um, so. after everything that's gone on on and off screen. Um, really good stuff. Uh, the Marvels. This will be interesting. So this is technically the second installment of Captain Marvel, but they dropped Captain Marvel off the title. So we'll see what they do with that. I think I. I mean, I'm hoping to see uh, Monica Rambeau come back. Uh, I mean, they set her up at the end of um, WandaVision. Uh, for the, her next role as Photon. Uh, so she should be a big part of it, along with um, some recurring actresses and actors from uh, Captain Marvel's first film. Well, you also have to be ready for Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, because I'm pretty sure she's getting a Disney Plus show, and her a lot of the emblems from her uh, comic book appearance are just in the title logo. So I think we'll, yeah. Get, yeah. we'll get Brie Larson's Captain Marvel. I think we'll get Monica Rambeau. And who was Captain Marvel uh, in the Marvel Universe for a little bit. And we'll get Miss Marvel, who is currently the inhuman Miss Marvel, uh, who can do a lot of stuff that's pretty similar to Mr. Fantastic, but kind of different as well. Uh, so we'll get all the Marvels, apparently, in yeah. that. It'd be cool if we got the Captain Marvels that were guys, because there were two of them. And one of yeah. them, for a while, was Rick Jones, who is a sidekick to the Hulk. Oh, yeah. So that could be interesting. So we'll see just how far they take that with the Marvels. Uh, it'd be really dope if they introduced Blue Marvel in that movie. Uh, but that's... that's yeah, that'd whole, be awesome. Dude, Blue Marvel is so cool. I feel like that's a big wish list. 
That's a massive wish list. He belongs in the Ultimates. Like, they need to make that movie. But anyway, we'll move on. So after the Marvels, we get... Um, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. That's February 17th of 2023. And then uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is May 5th of 2023. And then we got that nice little logo at the very end of the trailer. What do we uh, got? Fantastic Four. (laughs) Now, it's not announced. No date. Um, John Watts is definitely directing... So, and I mean, I could go back to up the list real quick, but your typical directors are taking their superheroes through the next um, phase. Next like James, phase. James Gunn has Guardians of the Galaxy. Peyton Reed is back with Ant-Man. Uh, Ryan Coogler, I mentioned him already with Black Panther. Taika Waititi's got a second Thor movie. Uh, Sam Raimi has Doctor Strange. Um, and John Watts is doing Spider-Man. So, really good stuff. So, what's the movie... The last movie before Fantastic Four. Was that Guardians of the Guard- Galaxy Volume 3? Yep. I was talking yeah. with one of my coworkers today, and I thought it would be so cool if for some reason the Guardians all got together and they had to battle someone like Terex. Hmm. And they end up beating him for whatever reason. And then the mid credit scene shows uh, Zen Law and a big shadow being cast over it. And... Right before it closes, we just see Norn Ran looking upwards as like his face is enveloped in shadow, and then boom, that's it, and that's our lead into Fantastic Four. Would be cool. That would be dope, right? Because then you get Silver Surfer and Galactus. But I mean, you know, that's just me hoping. Uh, so, do we have any predictions for the big bad going forward? Like the big over- the Phase Four guy, Phase Four, Phase Five. I'm sure. I'm sure it'll be. Similar to Thanos, he was there for from Phase One slowly. He was there at the end of Phase at One the, at the end of Avengers. Avengers. Yeah, so so I think we yeah. I think big bad wise, we either get Kang the Conqueror, and he's I think he's already been confirmed for Ant Man. Yeah, as, as at least making an appearance. Um, because you right right for this you need a big bad right. Um, I would love to see Dormammu get some more action stemming off Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness. Um, Galactus would be such an easy one to try and pick, uh, especially with guardians of the galaxy and then fantastic four coming up. But I don't think they do it. I think we get someone like Kang. Yeah. Because Kang could also lead you right into another phase that gives you the young Avengers. And we're, Beginning to see those actors and characters pop up. Well, I think we'll we'll probably see some of those in uh, Doctor Strange. In yeah, the you think so? Yeah, I don't. It depends on what kind of multiverse we're talking about, though. Yeah, and I think that's going to hinge on what we see in Spider Man No Way Home. Yeah, which is four months earlier. Mm-hmm. And then that'll lead into the Multiverse of Madness. Uh, I think the Multiverse of Madness shows us the the not cool stuff from the multiverse. Like it's apparently almost kind of horror-esque i'm not it's obviously not gonna be a flat-out horror movie uh but there could be parts especially uh seeing that wanda is now getting very intimate knowledge of the dark hold at the end of wandavision so i'll be very interested to see that i'm really hoping in phase four we get to see white vision show up somewhere uh maybe just popped up on the west coast adventures i don't know but that would be dope um it would surprise me if they didn't you know, after introducing that character, it would surprise me if that just, you know, if white vision just went by the wayside. Yeah. I would be surprised by that. 
I also, though, kind of hope he shows up in more Disney Plus series because uh, I want more of him. I'm just fascinated by that character now. Uh, but really, for me, I wanted to ask you guys for Phase 4, like, what are you looking forward to the most? What? I mean, I think part of it is we're, I'm looking forward to new characters to carry the Avengers forward. So um, I'm looking for Hawkeye to take more of a mentor role because um, I know he's going to. I mean, he, I think his Disney Plus show mm. is still a go. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that brings us. I know this was just the movie trailers, but I know we're getting shows also that will that will yes. line up stuff for us. Dude, I'm so hyped for uh, Moon Knight, by the way. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm just curious to see, like, some of these older Avengers. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for Professor Hulk to make his next appearance and where he's going to be and how he's going to affect the timeline or whatever the situation is. Um, Dr. Strange obviously will be around uh, as he only had one movie before Infinity War. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm just curious to see where the original Avengers land, like Thor. We'll see if this is Chris Hemsworth's last movie as Thor um, in um, Love and Thunder. I doubt it because I'm pretty sure he's in Guardians Volume 3. Oh, yeah, he's got to be, right? Yes, he is. Yeah, he's got to be. I mean, I think we're blessed with much more uh, delicious-looking uh, Chris Hemsworth <laughs> Thor for a while. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm just looking forward to see how those characters help lead the younger generation of heroes that we haven't seen a whole lot of yet into the future and how those characters start to carry the mantle of the Marvel Universe. That's good. That's good. I mean, it's really good questions. Uh, what about you, Eric? What are you thinking? What are you most excited for for Phase 4? So what I'm the most hyped up for uh, when it comes to MCU phase four and moving on is the biggest question is where do we go after Endgame? Because the MCU, they didn't knock the cover off the ball. They disintegrated the cover and knocked the ball somewhere into space. Um, They just blew it away with what they've done to this point. And that's a heck of a lot of momentum to carry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can do it. Um, the material's there, and uh, and I think they can do a great job with it. What I'm hopeful for out of Phase Four is, you know, to carry off of John's point, let's build a strong foundation for new team members and see how the original Avengers, those are still around, what their next step is. You know, Hawkeye going into the mentor role. Um, you know, kind of whatever you know, whatever everybody's doing and what direction they go in and how that helps foster the growth of the new people. Um, then beyond that, I just, I, I kind of want to see all hell break loose with the multiverse stuff. And uh, I mean, the possibilities at this point are endless. Uh, you, you know, you're asking who you think the big bad could be in phase four and phase five. You know, I, I think Galactus is too easy of an answer, so I don't think they'll do that. Um, I think that Kevin Feige and and everybody working production on this is going to come up with something. They're going to keep Galactus in their pocket if they need it, but I think they're going to come up with somebody a lot more interesting. And, uh, you know, they might dig deeper than any of us are thinking, but uh, I really hope so. I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes. Possibilities are endless. It's going to be Mephisto. Still, no, still, I'm still pretty sure it's not, but still, okay, I'm let's, still yeah. on that train. <laughs> that one might be, that might be in Dr. Strange. Who knows? Somewhere in there. Yeah. Uh, personally, I'm really excited for phase four for a couple of reasons. One, I want to finally watch black widow. I think so much of yes. my opinion on what 
this new phase is going to bring will be jettisoned off the back of this film. Um, they just got new posters out uh, for this movie, and of course, it showed you Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow. You know, they showed you, you know, Yelena, who's the name of that actress, escapes me right now. But they also show you Rachel Vice, who on the cover looks pretty great still. And then they show you uh, <laughs> Captain Ruski himself, David Harbor, as Red Guardian. And then they show you Taskmaster, and guess what? He has no actor name above his head. Like you, I mean, they're keeping it so close to the chest. I won't tell you what actor's playing him. Uh, so I think his identity is going to be very interesting in this movie. But also, who is Black Widow from here on out? Is there a Black Widow after this? Uh, we assume that perhaps, you know, Yelena would take over the mantle of Black Widow, but it's also quite possible that in this film, Natasha destroys the programs that create Black Widow, and she makes sure there is no other Black Widow after her, uh, which would also be very fitting and a nice closing, you know, boat's eye to her ultimate fate in Endgame. I just, I'm interested because I need to know some of these theories and get them solidified to move us into Phase Four proper. Uh, but aside from that, I'm, of course, super excited to see what the multiverse means in Spider-Man No Way Home. I want to know what all these characters who've been recasted into this movie are doing. I want to know if it opens up the multiverse the way we're hoping it does, the way that we've all speculated as fans for essentially years now. Uh, and I hope to get those answers in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. I'm also very excited to see Shang-Chi. And I want to see different parts of the world participate in the MCU. I know we got a bit of that with Black Panther. But I feel like, you know, seeing what the rest of the world, especially, you know, such a huge market like Asia, what they do, bringing in like a, hopefully a Hong Kong style action flick can do for the MCU. And I think... um it will be integrated nicely and open up a whole new market of people who are super enthused uh, for the movies moving forward. Plus I want to see the Mandarin done right. Uh, so if we get that from the legend of the 10 rings, I will be very happy. Uh, but then even moving past that love and thunder looks so good. I mean, all I've seen are like four stills from production of people in costume. And I'm like, they're doing it. Thor looks like the Thunderstrike costume. Uh, Natalie Portman looks jacked like she has been doing a CrossFit training for a while. I mean, she's buff AF uh, and looking wonderful. I can't wait for her to lift the hammer because clearly she's going to. And I think that's going to be incredible. Uh, but I'm probably most excited, honestly, for the thing I'm going to have to wait for the longest. I want to see the Fantastic Four done justice. And I, I hope they nail it. I know the MCU will do it right. I've been watching some other um, just people comment on the Fantastic Four coming at the end. And they're like, why are we even getting another movie? Every time I do this, it sucks. And I'm just, I immediately went straight to, but the MCU has never done it. So go ahead and get off, get yeah, off their back. Get off your high horse. And uh, let's watch what Disney and the MCU can do with Kevin Feige at the helm. So I think it's going to be great. If, I, they, if, if they, they, they cast it right, I mean, I actually, I feel like, they casted the first Fantastic Four not not poorly. I think they, it, it, I agree. They, they did it justice with the casting choices they made. The script sucked, mm. and it, that just it is what it is. There were some cool things, but yeah, it's most of it. You're just kind of like, mm, no. 
But yeah, um, even the sequel, um, the Silver you know, Silver Rise of yeah. Silver Surfer, there were some really cool aspects to that. Yeah, and then they dropped the ball on it. Um, you know, I mean, they did try there. There was effort, uh, but the the move to give Ben Grimm kind of a walking suit and makeup effects, I don't think was the move. Um, but then to make him, he, you know, in the reboot, he, he looked cool too, you know. Uh, but I think in this one, we just get someone who looks like Korg and say, piss off, ghost. <laughs> it'll be a good time. Yeah, it'll, it'll be, be great. Uh, it's, I mean, that's already proof in the pudding right there. You, If you can make Korg look cool and have him sit there in a Hawaiian shirt and flip-flops, then you know you can bring Ben Grimm to screen. Like, he's he's already been done. He just needs a different name and voice. That's it. Yep. So I... That night, I think we need a better casted uh, Invisible Woman. I don't know what it is. And I'm not saying that obviously Jessica Alba is very easy on the eyes and a good actress and a phenomenal businesswoman, if you know anything about her outside of her acting chops. Um, I mean, she's good, but she just wasn't my Sue Storm. And, you know, that happens. And then we had, uh, what's her name? Kate Mara? Kate Mara and the rebooted yeah, version. And, the, and even then Kate I was Burrow. like I was yeah. like, yeah. No. I like I don't know who I need for Invisible Woman. I'm not sure who uh, Kate Mara didn't stand a chance. <laughs> yeah. I'm and of course she's a great actress. I mean, if you see her in a house of cards, you're like, dang. You know, like this chick's got chops, but for some reason it just Especially the beginning of season two. Yeah. Could not bring yeah, thank you. I'll <laughs> go check out Netflix later. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I just, I couldn't get my head around it. And, and all of three of those films, I just felt doom was not done the proper justice. Uh, the closest thing to it was probably no. the second movie where he stole the powers of the silver surfer. But even then I was like, yeah, not quite. Somehow they're off here. I'm not sure how they're miffing on doom. I, like he should be the easiest mega villain. In fact, maybe he should be an overarching villain for phase four or at least the first or second half of it. Like doom is that level of villain for Marvel. Right. Do you think that may, may have been the problem the first time around is they introduced the big bad for the fantastic four as their main villain in both uh, all three. Well, up to there. that point, that was the way you did it. Yeah. Well, well, except for the reboot, the reboot had, yeah, but yeah, but the reboot was just kind of trying to be like the ultimate storyline. And up to a point, they succeeded, but it was still just a little off. There was something wrong with that movie that I can't quite put my finger on. Uh, it might be all of it. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> I laugh like I've ever made a movie before, so please don't let me crap on it. I Honestly, if the movie's on, I'll watch it. Again, anything comic book, I'm watching. So it's it's not that terrible. But it just it didn't quite capture, I think, what everyone's looking for for Fantastic Four. And what I think it is that's really missing is that it's a family. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really interested to see the timeline for all these movies because are they happening at the same time? Or is it progressing time each movie? Is it uh, obviously Black Widow is a look back into the past? Like, yeah, that's right, a retrofit. It's right after Civil War between that and Infinity, Infinity War. War. Um, so I'm really curious to see where this timeline starts progressing uh, because. Some of these movies can happen at the same time. It could be just just linear, very linear together. I think it could going, be linear. You know what? 
that's a good question. I think it answers itself in a way. Like they happen concurrently when necessary. Right. Like the perfect example, does anything that happens in Guardians of the Galaxy really matter to say Spider-Man No Way Home? No. Right? Like those yeah. movies can happen yeah, a cosmic at the movie, same time. A cosmic movie versus yeah, Earthbound. an Earthbound movie are like, yeah, they can happen at the same time because they don't cross each other at all. But even for some of the stuff that we've seen from Disney Plus this this summer or this winter and spring, we had WandaVision and then um, Winter Soldier, uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier, and they were months apart from each other. They didn't happen at the same time, but they happened one right after the other. They almost happened in real time. Yeah, just about. Um, from the way that you know the events would have occurred to the people within that universe. So I think it... Up to this point, excuse me, up to this point, Marvel has existed that way. They happen in real time until we hit Endgame, in which case we jump forward five years. And now we're in that five-year advance stage. Right. Which I think kind of helps Marvel because realistically they lost a year. Yeah, that's true. So they're still in the future slightly, but not as far in the future as they would have been. Yeah, I guess my question is, how far after Endgame do some of these movies start? Because do we are we going to continuously see the effects of the blip? Because we kind of get it now. Like we had a whole, yeah. We've had we've had two different mini series break Touch it down. It. Uh, Loki will break it down again, I'm sure, at some point, at least a little bit, because of the way that he has to travel to through time and space and figure out how to fix the the timeline for himself. Yeah, um, my. Let's keep that very important. Loki's going to be doing this selfishly. Yeah. This is oh, yeah. not the enlightened brother of Thor who's lost people. No. This is to Loki dude, just being a douche. Yeah. I mean, he I just, he just came off it. of a loss and <laughs> yeah. he's going to go back to yeah. winning. He, he took that L from the Avengers and now he's, he's ready to go reclaim his name, which that'll be awesome too, to see, because I mean, we haven't seen that. Ver- I mean, it was still him in every other Thor movie we saw. Like we're like, Oh yeah, it's still Loki being selfish. Mm. So um, it'll be interesting to see him basically at his prime selfishness, though. I yeah, mean, it'll be nice to have that back. Yeah, and I'm just curious to see, like, do we continue to see the effects of blips? Because now we're going to go to Wakanda for a second time. We're going to um, Asia for uh, the first for, time. The first time. So, do we get to see how the blip affected those areas of the world also, or are they just going to jump into? okay, we're moving forward, or this is two years after the blip, so things have been restored, whatever the situation is. Trying to figure it out. Yeah. They're, they've got to mention things that showed up in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, somebody's going to mention the Global Repa- Repatriation Council, right? The GRC. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I think that could be useful within, say, Shang-Chi. Like, China is a massive country with a lot of people, and to lose say half a billion people and then to get half a billion people back, that's going to cause some problems. Um, So they may reference it. They might not. They could just graze right over it. That problem's been solved. Boom. Here we are. This is the story we're telling you today, which I would also be okay with because my brain could rationalize everybody's happy and back to normal after the fact. Yeah. You get into that. Just um, uh, what is it? Just a suspension of disbelief, suspension of disbelief for a second. And you'd be like, okay, everything's fine now. Yeah, like we could we could have got there already. I actually I was there, 
until all of a sudden they're like, hey, you don't have any income for the last five years. And I was like, wait a minute, you go on real world problems? I can't get a credit <laughs> check. I just need some credit. I need a loan. I, need, I got this car. Can I get the, the title cash? <laughs> oh, well, you didn't make payments on that car for, for five, five years, years. And you ain't paid taxes on it neither. Impounded. Oh, <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Can we Thanos snap that problem away? Yeah. The guy that was tracking it was also not here yeah, so what you what's know. the problem that's what you know half the irs couldn't track anything okay just saying just say oh y'all figured that out okay all right yeah well they kind of take care of the money <laughs> so anyway um but yeah i mean those are a lot of the the questions i think that we want answered and clearly the stuff we're most excited for uh i think if we're going to speak for those who aren't here i think justin's most excited for saying it's awesome and he can't wait uh, and he wants to talk about the Venom trailer, uh, which, by the way, the Venom trailer came out. We'll talk about that in just a minute. I think it's safe to say that production Matt is dying to see Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. I think he's already in line to see it. Yeah, he bought actually. a couple. That's why he's not here. He bought a couple Funko Pops just uh, <laughs> just to get ready for it. Uh, but he is definitely stoked and excited for that. Uh, I mentioned it very briefly just now, but the Venom trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage came out earlier this week. Carnage. And um, I have I have thoughts. Did you guys see it? I yeah, did. I saw it. You saw it? I, I know Justin saw it. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Matt saw it as well. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to go first. I'm going to say it. I'm as interested in this movie as I was Venom itself in 2018. Yeah, and there I, you go. And in my head, in my head, uh, Venom twenty eighteen delivered what you expected to see. Yeah, so I'm excited to see it again. I was I was not uh, underwhelmed or anything. I'm not as excited as I would be for say anything in Phase Four from Marvel. Uh, but I'm I'll see this movie and I will be entertained because I have zero expectations. I'm just gonna go in. I'm like, what they give me is what they give me. It'll be comic book related, and here we go. That way I can be entertained and not disappointed, uh, which I think is really kind of the view everyone should take when they go into a movie. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the hope that you take in, but yeah, really, you watch enough previews and a lot, enough trailers and teasers, and, and then you and then you start down fan and, theories and yeah. YouTube videos, and it just, it gets rough. <laughs> and that's a good way to ruin Star. Wait, we're talking about Marvel, sorry. That's a good way to ruin <laughs> everything. <laughs> But I will talk about some of the things I did notice in this trailer. Uh, obviously, Carnage is there. Uh, Cleus Cassie looks like he gets out. And um, I don't know. Some of the stuff where Carnage first starts to reveal does look cool. It does look like he comes out of the blood of Cletus, uh, which is cool because that's very comic book accurate. It also looks to me like we'll be getting some of the storyline from Maximum Carnage in this. Uh, you see Shriek clearly... As I mean, she's obviously in Ravencroft with Cletus, uh, and she apparently gets out with him as well, uh, hopefully in a way that mirrors the storyline in Maximum Carnage. So we do get to see her. Uh, there is some breakdown footage that shows a symbiote going to bite the police officer. Uh, it has been brought to my attention that could be the toxin symbiote. So that could be a way that they tried to continue this storyline uh but really i'm just interested to see what carnage does uh what kind of way he uses 
this symbiote and how graphic they're going to be with this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about that too. I'm Brandon, I'm with you. I'm not walking into it with expectations. The trailer gave me what I wanted to see. Um, I think, I think the way that, I think the way Tom Hardy plays Eddie Brock and, and everything, and the way they treat the Venom symbiote with him, I, I think it's kind of fun. Um, I don't know the source material in the books that well, honestly. Uh, but from everything I've seen with Venom, everything I've seen with Carnage, it looks like they're doing a pretty faithful job from what I'm seeing. And that's cool to me. Um, I Like I said, I don't have a huge knowledge of the source material, so I don't have to go in expecting a bunch of stuff. I think it's going to be a... When I when I look at a movie like that, I I, I feel like it's going to be something like you know like the the Spawn movie that came out back in like two thousand two or whatever, uh, just kind of goofy action. Don't take it too seriously. Just have fun watching it and just roll with it. And I think that's what it's going to be. I agree with you on that. By the way, the movie was like ninety eight, ninety seven. Uh, oh and, God, I'm old. And John Leguizamo <laughs> deserves an Oscar for his performance as clown. <laughs> He was 100% awesome in that movie. Uh, so just throwing that out there. But I agree with you. Um, in terms of Venom, you know, I went to the first one with a little expectation, got some good surprises, and Tom Hardy's always awesome. So you know that he was going to deliver in his performance. Uh, the only thing that kind of is interesting to me that I don't know that I'm really behind is the comedic choices. Like, it looks like there's some comedy here with uh, Eddie and Venom, which I'm like, yeah, okay, I get it. Um, yeah, like the chocolate thing in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. It kind of threw me off yeah. a bit. Or just the whole, I'm going to make you breakfast, Eddie. Like, what is going <laughs> on there? You know, like, it's okay. All right, cool. All right. You know, I can get behind it. Um, But I also don't know that that's where you want to go. I also am interested that the curly-haired wig is not there for Cletus. Uh, his his red hair wig is a little bit more tame uh, in the trailer that we've seen so far. And I just want to say thank the gods <laughs> because that first one looked ridiculous. <laughs> it looked like Ronald McDonald had a serious problem. And now it looks a little more tame. Um, I don't know. The only The only thing that really bothers me is Woody Harrelson's teeth, and that has nothing to do with this movie. I know. <laughs> I know. And I love Woody Harrelson as an actor, especially in a lot of his more serious roles. He's phenomenal. Uh, but I'm just trying to figure out why can't we fix those. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I am interested to see uh, the final trailer for Venom Let There Be Carnage. I think it'll be improved upon what we've got already, clearly. I uh, almost feel like they kind of rushed throwing this together to give us something. Uh, cause yeah, you know, that's possible. And I think, I think we'll get something a little more cleaned up. I think they're going to do a lot more work on the effects of carnage and venom. Um, obviously as the movie draws closer, but I am, I'm excited about it. Like I, I look forward to watching it. Uh, I wish it would pop up on HBO max so I could check that out. Uh, cause I don't see it coming to Disney plus. <laughs> no probably not and i'm going to want to watch it more than once but uh, you know i don't i don't see this as a repeater in the theater for it no 
Well, that's okay. That's okay. I'll ask uh I'll ask Justin uh some finer points on it later on. But um while we keep it moving, let's talk real quick about video games cuz I know you had some good some good video game news. I'll drop off the one tidbit I have real quick and then let you dive in. I know okay. I know that uh Call of Duty uh just announced uh in grand fashion that the uh Action hero, 80s action hero skins will be dropping uh, on May 20th. And for those of you who are really excited about playing as your favorite action hero, I hope you're ready to play as only two. Uh, and that will be uh, John McClane from Die Hard, obviously, and then uh, John Rambo. So if you're a fan of John's, as we here at this show certainly are, uh, you'll be excited for that. You'll be able to play as Rambo and John McClane. I'm not 100% certain if these are just skins for Cold War. I assume they're coming to Verdansk in Warzone, uh, but we'll definitely find out on May 20th. I like the way that they teased this. Uh, They teased it with a thing on their website that said uh, the Nagataki. What's what's the name of the corporation? Nakatomi Cleaning Company. Nakatomi, that's it. (laughs) And the Air Duct Cleaning Company. Say yippee kaye <laughs> to dust, and I was like, "Oh yes, we are getting John McClane." Uh, so th- it will be cool to see that. But uh, moving on past that, uh, we're going to let Eric dive into his Nintendo news. Yeah, uh, only thing I've got on the Warzone thing is I, you know, my we've talked about Warzone offline and my just complete ineptitude at it. But uh, I think I might have to buy the Rambo skin because that's pretty awesome. <laughs> that's gonna be hard to resist i want but, john uh, mcclain i want to be running around with a machine gun with no shoes like that just seems fun <laughs> to me yes yes so um nintendo had some had some news come out over this past week and had some rumors come out we're coming up on e3 in june um the the big news at this point in time um mario golf super rush it's coming out for the Nintendo Switch in June. It's coming out June 25th. Uh, I don't know if any of you guys played Mario Golf or not for the Nintendo 64, but it was pretty awesome. Most of the Mario sports games are. I know, uh, I think Jedi John wants Mario Tennis back pretty bad. Yes, he does. <laughs> I bet I bet um, we could get uh, production Matt in on some Mario Golf. Oh, I'm I'm sure that we could. We're in fact we're going to because I know that as soon as Logan hears about it, he's going to be in my face. Hey, can I have Mario Golf? And of course, I'm going to say yes. Of course, but, for uh, not selfish reasons. Of course not. But it, you know the the real sleeper Mario sports game was they had a for the GameCube. There was Mario Super Strikers. It was a soccer game, and that game was awesome. Uh, I'm. Hoping against hope one of these days we're going to see it pop up again. Um, looks like Nintendo's set up to have a pretty solid E3, though. Um, Mario Golf's coming out in June. Um, Pokemon Snap, actually, new Pokemon Snap just came out a couple weeks ago. I don't know how this snuck past my kids' radar, um, but uh, it came out on April 30th. Uh, Pokemon Snap was the Pokemon game for the 64, where you basically just took pictures of Pokemon, but kids loved it, so hey, what are you going to do? So there you go. Um, Some of the stuff that is being pretty widely talked about that is kind of 
expected to be announced when E3 rolls around. Um, the Super Mario Odyssey team is working on a Donkey Kong game. Yeah. Um, looks like it might be something like a Donkey Kong World or something like that. Like I said, it's the um, it's the Mario Odyssey team, and Mario Odyssey is a, a freaking blockbuster, so hopefully that'll come out with something solid. Um, there's also talk about there's going to be a second Mario Party for the Switch. Um, that'll probably come out around holiday season, which it's funny to me that Nintendo always launches games that can break up marriages right around the holiday season. But hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> marriages and um, friendships. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, let's see here. They, they've they already talked about and announced that Breath of the Wild 2 is coming. Um, if they don't show something at E3, there's probably going to be a riot and a hashtag and, and everything else that you could possibly ask for. <laughs> um but then there also um news came across this afternoon that there's a high likelihood that a new Mario Kart game is going to be announced at E3 to come out this holiday season. And I'm sorry, did that's going to be back the truck up. Did you say Mario Kart? Uh yeah, I'll back the cart up. Mario Kart <laughs> 9 is well I don't know. Get ready to throw that red shell, baby. So what you're saying is I need to dust off the switch. That shouldn't that shouldn't be accruing dust, but it's currently accruing dust because my Xbox One is getting all the play. Well, speaking of you know, speaking of games that'll break up friendships and marriages, I mean Mario Kart. But uh, yeah, so apparently there's going to be a new Mario Party and a new Mario Kart coming out by the end of the year, Um, which those two by themselves would be enough to carry most systems, but. Nintendo does a pretty good job of coming up with uh, all kinds of creative new stuff. I'm excited for this Donkey Kong game. Uh, Uh, And every time they come out with a Mario sports game, they're probably going to come out with another one. So, John, you'll get your tennis game. I hope I get my tennis game. Hopefully I'll get my soccer game soon, too. Oh, Mario soccer's good, too. I I could get that, too. Yeah, so good. Honestly, you know what's funny is I I miss it a little bit, uh, and it's a little after our childhood, so to speak, but... Like Sonic vs. Mario Olympics and stuff. Like I would, I'd take one of those Dude. games again. <laughs> no, with uh, I picked up Mario and Sonic uh, Tokyo 2020 for Logan. It came two days ago, and uh, he spent the last two days doing nothing but playing it. I actually didn't know that was out. So I didn't nah, know it was nah, out either. Now nah. I gotta go look. Yeah, yeah. I don't even yeah, have a Switch. Uh, I don't need one. I guess I, I just assumed. I, I I assumed they didn't make it because you know 2020 canceled everything. So. I just assume you're just sitting on it, yeah. just waiting. Like, just hey, push it to 2024; it'll be okay. Well, apparently, hedgehogs and Italian plumbers are immune to COVID-19. So good. there you go. That's good for Sonic. Yeah, but rabies, yes. it seems, is uh, on the docket. Anyway, <laughs> potato, potato. <laughs> it's a me. I eat the mushrooms and wear no mask. And anyway, uh, so. <laughs> That I mean, that's awesome video game news, though. I think that's a little more than we normally have for coverage there. And uh, we really don't give Nintendo its due. Nintendo has some awesome stuff going on all the time. The, the thing is with Nintendo is they don't always show up to the party. But when they show up to the party, pay attention. Mm, amen. Everything they put out is good. Amen. All right. So speaking of which, real quick, um, not quite... <laughs> I don't know why, but when I think of Nintendo, I think of Pokemon. And then wasn't there like a uh, mm-hmm. Pokemon Snap announced by Nintendo as well? 
Yeah, it actually uh, it actually came out a couple weeks ago. I don't know oh, how it bad. slid under my radar, but uh, yeah, Pokemon Snap, new Pokemon Snap came out for the Switch on April thirtieth. Oh wow, we we're like two weeks behind on that. That happens because we haven't we haven't recorded bigger, in two yeah. weeks, so don't feel bad. Yeah. Don't feel bad. <laughs> but uh, you know, I like the Pokemon reference because then that takes us directly into our next bit of toy news. <laughs> Um, you know what? Sometimes you go to Target and the toy owls get crazy. You know, things pop off. You guys aren't supposed to follow yeah, me. Do. Like you're not supposed <laughs> to follow me around. Like I'm supposed to be able to do my things and just do them without judgment. But I appreciate you guys bringing us up. All judgment. Um, man. Well, uh, I'll just take this time to remind everyone that when you're collecting toys of any kind, uh, cards, action figures anything mm-hmm. uh be kind to associates and each other and don't bring weapons into a store and threaten violence that is probably something you never want to do yeah uh you never want to threaten any type of violence um because you know it might discontinue some stuff yeah so now target is you know eric i don't know how much you want to cover this but target's now not selling um, trading cards for sports or Pokemon because of there were there have been shortages of those trading cards and due to some go ahead go ahead just no, no, go ahead just some collector <laughs> up in was it <laughs> um, up in one of our northern states that walked into a Target and threatened an employee with a weapon. Um, I, I believe this was an active handgun. Yeah, it was. Yep. A, it was a handgun, and he was. I think. I believe he was asking for. Um, I. I what this guy was asking for sports cards, was he not, or was it Pokemon? I thought I had heard that it was Pokemon. Well, I don't. I don't doubt either one. So, I mean, even in the St. Louis area where we're from, um, I had heard some rumblings from local targets uh, that a couple of their trucks had been. I kid you not lost quote unquote <laughs> due to due to theft because they knew that the cards were on their shipments there so the vendors were getting hit off like hit before they were even getting off of either the distribution warehouses or at some point during deliveries like it was i i just think that stuff's insane um oh yeah but when yeah. you're like the, yeah the we were supposed to yeah we were supposed to get so to much go ahead I'm sorry. The, the The problem here is this is nothing new. Um, ever since Pokemon cards came out, people have been dishonest or you know or or overly aggressive about getting them. This is nothing new. Now, you know, back in my toy store days, I I definitely never got threatened at gunpoint over Pokemon cards, and it's a terrible thing, but this has been going on for, for a long time. Yeah. I mean, even so I, I, I worked in a store that sold, we sold pops like the vinyl pop figures that I talk about and mm-hmm. with, with so much love for them. And I mean, even local in St. Louis, I admin a pop group. Um, I, I mean, I collect them. I know many other people that collect them. And even when I first started with a the store, they were like, this is how we handle these incidents with pop collectors and I'm like, how are there incidents 
over toys because I had never worked <laughs> right. in the I had never worked in the situation where uh, there was a a highly valued collectible that was for sale at your store. Um, so this is my first instance of that, and I'm just like, I I can't imagine having to run with a customer over a toy. But they're like, oh no, you should listen to some of these stories. Blah 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 blah. Guys getting trampled here, and I'm like, and I remember like. I had friends that worked at Toys R Us and worked on video game releases. I know you you have firsthand knowledge of some of those um, instances, I'm sure, and and they're probably very similar. But I'm just like, if you line everybody up outside your store and say, I have this many of this toy, and then you walk down the line with tickets, and then you hand out the tickets, and then you said, okay, I'm out of this, and see you later. I'm sorry that you can't get them today, but I'm out and you limit them to a one per person, maybe a two per person rule. Everyone understands. Everybody gets it. You just are adult about it when you're the employee. So they understand that you control the situation. And I've never had a problem with a collector in store, except when I had my no. district manager involved. <laughs> and it was the funniest thing. Like they were there and they had an issue with one of my customers that I had never had an inter- like an instance with before. And they were just like, well, this is how we do this. And this is how it's going to be today. And I'm like, I've never had a customer complaint about this specific stuff. Like if you just treat them as human beings and understand a little bit and help them if you can, like, and somehow you screwed that up and you're my boss, but thank you for screwing that up. <laughs> So yeah, it's just amazing. Well, it's just yeah. amazing on on some of this stuff. And I know there's there are crazy people out there. I mean, there are. But man, bringing a gun in over trading cards? Wow. Right. Bringing a gun in over trading cards and it, it's bringing a it's gun kind of ridiculous. Over like anything. A, over anything. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, unless you're being threatened with one yourself, I just don't I don't I Anyway, we could go on about that, but uh, yeah, we're not going to go. Over no, with, we're not going to go into uh, conceal and carry um, practices. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. No, with the collectibles and, and things like that. I mean, in 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 my history, you know, I, I worked a lot of video game launches, a lot of console launches, a lot of toy launches, um, and we never really ran into any kind of issues that we were never going to end up on the news. We weren't going to allow it. To to have um, oh, these days with the online community being what they are and things like that, it does change how the stores have to operate. You know, and, and it's frustrating. It's not, you know, let's go into a store with a weapon frustrating, but I think you hit the nail on the head with one word that you said, and that was adult. Be an adult. You know, we, we can handle... Any, any obstacle, I mean, this is trading cards, for Christ's sake. Um, the one thing that, that I do think, you know, I am hopeful for on this is just because Target and Walmart are not going to be carrying them for their own liability purposes, um, hopefully that just means that we'll see, you know, we'll see our local comics and collectible stores and things that carry these items get more attention and get more of the business and, and hopefully it's good business and not, you know, gunpoint business, but, uh, but yeah, hopefully some of our local shops can have a lot better, uh, have a lot better attention because they have the product people are looking for. I certainly hope that's the case. I do. And I, I feel like 
uh, you know, with some of these collectors and some of these, and some of them are not collectors. Some of them are buying these up just to sell them. They're just flippers. Yeah, and um, they're flippers in the worst way because that's solely what they do for a living, which is, you know what, do what you want to do. But most of these flippers don't know all the local shops because they just clear out targets every week. Right. So, and granted, I guarantee you that they will find these places, but they're not a part of their Facebook page yet. They're not a part of their uh, wait list yet. So, like, if um, those toy shops, and a lot of them do, they have a wait list for Pokemon cards. Like, they they, they already have their regular customers that they know and trust and will tell that, hey, we're in here now. Yeah, perfect example is Justin from Justin's Comics. Absolutely. Which, by the way, Justin's Comics.shop insane deals going on all may yeah and i know justin does a lot of collectibles also um mm-hmm. in his shop uh, but most i mean he fo- his big focus is comics yes so i'll plug uh, mark over at toys of our youth just because his that's all his focus is so like when he gets a fresh set of pokemon cards on he'll do a live video and say i've got six of these sets in whatever it is even if it's booster packs or if it's um, the big sets that people have been looking for he'll put a video out there and be like Hey, I've got these. You can reserve them over the phone with a credit card or whatever, or PayPal. He takes a lot too, but you can get them right away and reserve them. And then he's like, these sell out in minutes. So like it it is what it is. Right. And so that's that's how, um, that's how miniature market does it too. Yeah. Um, around here and they do a really good job is whenever the new, you know, like magic, the gathering, whenever their new sets are coming out or whatever, they'll announce them, you know, I'm on their email list. So I always get an email it says you have the option to, you know, to pre-order. These will not be available in stores on walk-ins. And, you know, it makes it real easy for the people who want to buy them. And I'm sure it makes it a lot easier for the people who are selling them, too. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But, yeah. I mean, but, but closing closing thoughts on this particular issue. If you're looking to grab your Pokemon cards or sport cards at Target or Walmart, it's uh, it's not looking good anymore. Yeah, you time can, your time is over. You can thank your fellow man. Uh, but one the, man, good job. One man. Well, probably multiple, really. But yeah, yeah one yeah, hit the yeah. news. One hit the news, and that's all it took. Uh, so yeah, thank your thank your fellow rabid collector buyer, whatever you want to call him. Yeah, thanks, guy. I mean, I always preach to all the collectors: just be friendly to your employees because they can either help you or they can tell you it's not in the back. Yeah, and right. not go look like. You can either be nice or you aren't nice, and you give us all a bad name for being that one just person. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I mean, and just real quick, just closing thought. I know a guy in the St. Louis market that will literally tell somebody, "It's in your back room. Take me back there." Okay, and first you, of all, no. Yeah, I would just look <laughs> at this dude and say no. But I've honestly seen this guy wheeling a pallet out of a back room before with an employee next to them. Because he's like, I know what the palette looks like. Let's, I'll tell you where it's at. Then guess what? You can work here. That's what I said. I'm like, hopefully yeah, he no works kidding. here now. But no. Mm-mm. No, he'd been wheeling a palette out at a Walmart before. He's like, it just takes a little persistence, guys. And I'm like, oh, you mean you got to be a little f- language to a two-mouth kid and, <laughs> and, and just be a jerk to everybody around you until you get your way because you think you're right. He's a walking time. man-child. Yeah. Well, he's proving everyone right about all of us Star Wars collectors. Anyway, um, yeah, so that's a closing thought on that. That's don't terrible. be a don't, don't be a, don't be that guy. Yeah, just go don't ahead. be that guy. Go ahead. You want to do don't it? Don't be a right. f-
Language. Do it to mouth. again. <laughs> John has strong feelings about that. Yeah, just don't be, don't be that guy. It's really easy not to be that guy. I feel like you have strong opinions. It's okay. About that guy Sorry. specifically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to name names? Are we going to war? No, 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 no. <laughs> he's been kicked from every local group. <laughs> That's because he's so persistent. Anyway, all right, let's move on to one of my favorite segments. I know we talked about him already, but uh, Justin's Comics has really been hooking me back up with some great deals, great new comics, uh, and I have really been enjoying catching up on some stuff. Uh, first up this week... Uh, actually, this was brought up by Laser Eric. Uh, we want to talk about X-Men, specifically the X-Men Hellfire Gala. This is kind of a big deal uh, because it transcends the world of comics a little bit. But what it is, is in this new world of X-Men, this new era where they have an island nation on Krakoa, uh, they're trafficking their goods. Uh, they apparently have, you know, uh, some economic, uh, was it, imports and exports. And their exports are incredibly valuable. And instead of letting someone else dominate the black market on them, they decided to do it themselves. And lo and behold, we have the Hellfire Club uh, handling that. And uh, because the Hellfire Club is, of course, run by Emma Frost, she cannot shake her old ways, and they are launching the Hellfire Gala. And this is an event that is kind of putting the spotlight on the mutants on a world stage. Uh, and there are some pretty impressive people who are getting invitations from Emma Frost. Uh, notably, I think Eminem is one of these rumored people. Uh, we also see, let's see, who else do we have here? Um, yeah, so Eminem, Conan O'Brien, of all people, Alex Morgan, Megan Rapinoe, uh, Ira Glass, and Pete Alonzo, and more are all rumored to be taking part in this fictional Hellfire Gala. Uh, but one of the more interesting aspects is what this means for what the X-Men are going to wear, which I know sounds silly, uh, but actually is looking really awesome. All of the X-Men Marvel mutant covers have new designs on their outfits. I'm just going to come out and say it. The internet's behind me on this. Colossus, he's got that drip. Like, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Colossus had you looking like... I mean, you might. Colossus go, comes out looking like a pimp. Yeah, just cool. like, oh my he, god. <laughs> he looks like he borrowed some stuff from Sinister's closet, but got that beard and hair on point. It was just like, yeah, who wants to call me your metal daddy? And a lot of people on the <laughs> internet, and this is what blew my mind because I'm seeing all these comments online. I'm like, somebody's gonna bang this comic book just because Colossus looks like that on the cover. <laughs> like, I don't know who drew that. Um, forgive me, but that he looks incredible. Uh, as well as so many of the other mutants. Everybody gets a new costume, and Jean Grey, for one, looks just jaw-dropping. Uh, her outfit looked... And it's cool because it's not just superhero normal spandex clothes. Like There's like fashion involved in this. Like It's kind of... I don't know. It's just, I feel like it's taking a page out of some inspiration for uh, Brian Edward Hill uh, that we've interviewed on the show before. And there's like, yeah, let's let's throw actual fashion into this, and it looks it looks really cool. I yeah, don't... it really does. That that was what kind of drew me, kind of drew me to it. I remember, like, I guess it was a week or two. Uh, I sent over in our in our group chat the uh, the art that had all of the cover art and everything on it, and I, just looking at it, it just it it looks like for for the outsider that's going to see something like that. 
on the shelves, they're going to look at it and be like, hmm, maybe I should pick this up because it looks like it's going to be a really cool event. It um, does. And, you know, from, from some of the stuff that I've kind of been reading, I'm not as caught up as I should be. Um, it looks like they're, uh, they're going to take advantage of this event to debut a new X-Men team. Uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey are forming a new team. Uh, so I'm excited to see what happens there, too. Yeah, that that matters because once this whole um, Hickman era of the X-Men started about two years ago now, when the island nation of Krakoa was formed, the Quiet Council, who governs the nation, uh, decided that the X-Men were too much they of... Were, like, they were too chaotic, wasn't it? Yeah, it, they, were, they were too, too divisive. divisive for the uh, mutant inhabitants because, you know, whether you were a villain or a hero in the eyes of the world, you were welcome on Krakoa. So you have all the supervillains and superheroes live on the same island. Uh, And they disbanded the X-Men because of the issues it would cause. And now about two years later, by the end of the Hellfire Gala, we're going to get Krakoa's X-Men, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. And it's also interesting to point out that this team will be decided by the inhabitants of Krakoa. Um, so it, we, we might get some members that we're not quite expecting, which I think would be cool. I agree. I mean, the possibilities are pretty open, which I like. I mean, you, you know, if, if you're, you're worried about the X-Men being too divisive, you know, put somebody on the team that wasn't, you know, that was an enemy previously or something like that. Yeah, I mean, this just means it's very possible we get an X-Men made up of, like, your typical X-Men standees. So you get, like, Angel, Cyclops, and you get Omega Red on there. Uh, you know, you could, right. you could end up probably not with Sabretooth because he's still one of the only mutants that's actually broken a Krakoan law. Um, but, you could, you know, Sinister <laughs> could yeah. be on the team. You, you know, anybody. I mean, even mutants like Apocalypse are standing on other teams right now uh, could show up on an actual X-Men roster, which is mind blowing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it really, the possibilities are, are endless. Um, but I don't know. I'm really excited to see it. I'm also excited to see how it plays out. It's about eight issues. I think uh, from Al Ewing, which I love all of his work. Uh, he always comes up with incredible stuff. So, I'm excited to see where this goes and where it takes the mutants into the next year or so. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking forward to it also. And then uh, also this week, uh, we got two things I wanted to talk about. Uh, Keep it in the Marvel Universe. This week, we got Heroes Reborn number two. Uh, We didn't get to talk about Heroes Reborn number one, but essentially it's the idea of what would the Marvel universe look like if Tony Stark never had a heart problem and had to create the Iron Man suit? Uh, and you know, the heroes reborn storyline, uh, by Jason Aaron, who is incredibly popular in the Marvel universe. He's been writing Avengers for a long time. And before that he took a lengthy run on Thor. Uh, he gave us bore the God butcher as well as Jane Foster as Thor. Uh, so he's done some real memorable things, uh, and he's now working that magic over in Avengers, and uh, he gives us Heroes Reborn. So if Tony Stark never had damage to his chest, he never creates the Iron Man armor, the Avengers never form, they never find Captain America, and the world hmm. looks totally different. And what you see in this world is that it's not absent of heroes, it just has different heroes. 
And so we have the Squadron Supreme. So we have Marvel's version of the Justice League is taken over in the Marvel Universe. And it is awesome, by the way, uh, because they've re-envisioned some of Marvel's classic villains to confront them. And by that, I mean Dr. Doom goes and finds the gem of Cyrotech, uh, which means he has the powers of Juggernaut as well as his normal powers. <laughs> and he goes toe-to-toe with Hyperion. Um, Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver never reform uh, because the Avengers never sway them to the side of good. And Pietro dies, and Wanda uses her powers to absorb his speed, and you get the Silver Witch as she casts spells and takes on the Blur, uh, which... I mean, that's that's awesome, right? That's so cool. Yeah. And then you get, uh, you know, all Gog, the God Killer, which is Man Gog, uh, who kills all of the gods usually in Thor's um, storyline. Uh, he's now fighting Power Princess, which is the Wonder Woman of the Squadron Supreme. And she's like, have at it. Let's go. Like, let's have a battle for the stars. Uh, and, like, they just bounce around all these awesome characters and Nighthawk uh, is in D.C. fighting to free Congress, who's been taken hostage by the, was it, the Black Skull? And that is Red Skull, who has a symbiote. So it's, like, really cool <laughs> reimagining uh, the villains of the Marvel Universe and having them fight Marvel's Justice League. And it's really cool. And the only person who knows that this world's not right is Blade. Which, I'm, I'm just going to let that sink in. The vampire hunter is the only one who knows that this world's not okay. And so he's on a mission to try and figure out what's wrong. Uh, which is pretty cool as well. So I would definitely pick up Heroes Reborn just because the story's so interesting. And the new takes on Marvel characters are awesome. And then lastly... I always loved the what-if storyline. Sorry to interrupt you. But I always loved when they did the what-if comic and everything. I always love those what if storylines because they could just do whatever they wanted. Oh yeah. I just saw a what if cover today that said what if Professor X had the spirit of Ghost Rider and it's yep. <laughs> Xavier in the wheelchair with the wheels on fire <laughs> just cruising through the manor with the skull head and telepathy. And I was just I was I laughed out loud. I was like, You gotta be kidding me. Who did Professor X dirty like this? Uh, but it's cool, though. <laughs> and then over from DC, we had Batman number 108, uh, which is continuing uh, Tinian's run uh, with beautiful art by Jorge Jimenez. Uh, and this was the debut issue of a character named um, Molly Miracle. And she is a new pseudo-villain in Gotham. Uh, she has an agenda that's not exactly in line with Batman, so, of course, they're at odds. Um but I would pick this episode or this issue up. Sorry, I've been watching so much TV. Everything's an episode now. But I would pick this issue up, one, because not only is it the story's good, uh, but the debut of the new character pushed pre-orders and everything to over 200,000 issues. Yeah, do you think that's just because it's the first appearance and everyone wants it? Yes. Everyone wants it? Yeah. It does. That There's some variant covers and stuff, and it worked. Uh, but the thing is, is that the book is actually moving in shops. Uh, so that's good. Um, I enjoy the issue, though. I won't go in-depth on it because I want people to read it. Uh, but I will say I saw an argument that said, while they're busy introducing new characters, there's a whole rogues gallery 
that's just waiting on good writer to write them. Uh, we don't need new characters. And I immediately wanted to type back in this comment, but I was like, I'm an adult with things to do, uh, so I'm not going to do this. Because it would be a three-hour-long debate on the internet. With a, And I'll tell you why I would instantly win the debate uh, within like the first or second reply. The issue starts with Batman talking to Scarecrow, who has been the main villain of the last couple of issues, which means this guy has not been reading Batman. It doesn't know that they are writing the previous rogues galleries. Like he's just sitting here like, we don't need new characters. We, we need to write the old ones. I'm like, well, you're not reading either of them. So what does it matter? <laughs> like typical. That, typical. That just miffed me so hard. I'm like, dude, they just told this great scarecrow story. And you're not even aware of it because you just want to write a comment real quick on some story you read. Like, get out of here. You're trash. Just because you used to read comics all the time does not make you a fan today. Okay. Like, it's it's okay. It's okay, Brady. You're feeling some kind of way about this. Yeah. Guy. Well, I'm triggered. <laughs> and that's not a term I use ever, but it's just like, how are you going to sit there and complain about something when, one, you have never written a comic book in your life? Two, you don't even read current stuff, so why are you going to trash talk the current stuff if you're not going to read it? And three, don't just cruise social media all day and respond to headlines. That is the worst way to exist in your life. But headlines don't lie. I do. Oh, okay. Or mislead. <laughs> and they're definitely not clickbait ever. Never. Never anything just to get, like, when you go to school, which, yes, people go to school to learn to write headlines... They teach you to elicit an emotional response. It doesn't have to do anything with the body of the story anymore. Never. That's how you get the clicks. Like, that's honestly, that's the course I took. They're like, hey, do this. And it works. <laughs> Does that headline make somebody angry? Yep. Yeah, they're going to click on it. Perfect. Done. Yep, there you go. <laughs> that or they're not going to click on it, but they're going to comment on it. Which, just as well. Yep. I've got engagement. Yep. Idiots. Idiots. <laughs> so dumb. Obviously, it's working because we're talking about it. Um, I, I will, just, I just cannot believe it. I will say that you, you, you brought up the rogue gallery and, uh, I don't know if you, any, anyone has seen this, but, uh, Matt Reeves went on another documentary for some of the Batman villains and brought up his new take on, uh, Selena Kyle mm. because the new Batman film with Robert Pattinson will be like Batman year two. Yeah. With Zoe Kravitz. Huh. Right. Zoe Kravitz is, is slated as Catwoman. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not Catwoman yet, it's, it's Selena Kyle, because some of these rogue gallery villains are just getting their startup. Mm -hmm. So you can write the old ones, you can write the new ones, you can write any of them, because they're just getting their startup also. So, But you get to see that that gallery-inspired suit mm -hmm. before it's the suit. So it, it, it's really cool. It's just a really cool piece for a documentary on... Um, Batman villains and the, I guess if you have any access to um, the original Batman or um, uh, well not the original original but uh, Batman for Michael Keaton there's oh, a, there's 1989 a, Batman. yeah so there's a new there's a new documentary out uh, and I forget where it's at now I gotta find it again um, but it kind of it has a, a clip from Matt Reeves talking about the new Batman with Catwoman being in there and. I mean, obviously, got to be on HBO Max. I'm sure it is. I would, I wouldn't doubt that. Um, but the clips I saw were just the Matt Reeves clips talking about Catwoman, and then 
Uh, they mixed in some of the Riddler stuff because the Riddler is evidently the main villain in this. But also we have um, Colin Farrell's Penguin mm-hmm. mixed in also. So you get to see the Penguin in his beginnings along with Selena Kyle and her beginnings in a different way because he's not introducing a Batman origin story. He's introducing Batman. Basically, he's been there for a year mm-hmm. plus. So people have heard of him. Some people are still disbelief that he exists. And then you have the villains building their own culture around him. And I'm excited to see what he does with that Batman like universe. So real quick, Batman 108, go get it. Molly Miracle. It's cool. I'm going to see where she goes in this kind of Neo Gotham that Tinian's building, especially with Ghostmaker. And then secondly, on top of that, it really sounds like Matt Reeves is taking a hot page of Jeff Johns, um, Batman Earth One, where you get to see a Batman who's been around for a hot second, uh, but you get to see the birth of these characters. And the Riddler, I think, that we're getting in Matt Reeves' The Batman, I think is heavily inspired by the Earth One Riddler uh, that we see. And so I'm super excited to see that. That Penguin, I think, looks very different. Like, that Riddler is like a... It's just an anti-hero. He's just... I mean, you want to believe... Like, what he wants to do you agree with the way he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could go on ad nauseum about the trailer that we've gotten for Matt Reeves, Batman, because Batman, but almost like the movie seven. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm on board. Taking it. Yeah. Taking it. Um, but because for sake of time, and that's not what today's episode is about, we will cut it there for comics. Fair enough. Uh, just to keep us moving. Um, but by the way, definitely anything X, X-Men Hellfire Gala, go grab. Uh, Batman number 108, go grab. And Heroes Reborn has been very good as well. I recommend that too. Um, but next, I think we're going to move on uh, to a promise segment that we always talk about. Uh, and while I get that queued up, we can all find our jokes, which of course are going to be our dad jokes. I'm excited about them this week. You got some good ones already well, on deck. I've missed the, I've missed the last couple of weeks, so I've been just accruing them, you know. So I just I I felt bad that I wasn't here. I always enjoy what you end up with. You know, I I don't I didn't find a bad list again. I, I found oh, a clean it's a clean it's a clean list. Um, because I didn't want to have to blue flag myself. <laughs> I kind of did. Again. <laughs> Stop it, Eric. Stop it. <laughs> I think I think we're ready for some dad jokes. Why don't you go ahead and take the take yeah. the helm, buddy? Yeah, yeah. So a guy walked into a bar and lost the limbo contest. Yep. Uh huh. <laughs> I'll take. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so went to the doctor. She told me, you know, it seems like the virus has selectively removed most of your knowledge about 20th century music. I said, oh man, what's the cure? She said, wow, it's worse than I thought. <laughs> you know why it's a bad idea to iron your four-leaf clover? Because you should never press your luck. <laughs> Most people can't tell the difference between entomology and etymology. Et- etymology. Et- et- etymology, sorry. Entomology and etymology, and I can't find the words for how much this bugs me. 
You know, Albert Einstein was a genius and worthy of praise and study. His brother Frank, on the other hand, was an absolute monster. <laughs> was at the uh, art gallery, and I was telling the artist, and the detail here is amazing. He said, yeah, I spent months working on it. I asked, I was like, so I wonder, is this to scale? He said, no, it's to look at. <laughs> the wedding was so beautiful. Even the cake was in tears. <laughs> you know, yesterday I paid a stranger to knock me unconscious, shove a foreign object up my ass, and film the whole thing. Or as my doctor keeps insisting, I had a colonoscopy. <laughs> well, I've got a really long one. I don't know if Eric's ready for the, a long one or does he need time. You go ahead. I don't have another one right now. All right. So, uh, guy goes to a bar, sits alone, orders a drink. Bartender comes back up. Do you need another? He looks down in his pocket, looks back up. Yeah, I'll have another. He does this multiple times, always looking at his pocket, coming back up. Yeah, I need another. Eventually, he becomes drunk, as you would expect. So the bartender comes up. Would you like another? No, I'm I'm done. After he looks at his pocket, bartender just says, "Why do you keep looking at your pocket?" I've got a picture of my ex-wife in there. She started looking good, <laughs> so I'm done. <laughs> Go ahead. I think. I think that's going to take it for us. That'll though. do it right there. I think that's yep. going to do it. I think that's it. good. That's a good one. <laughs> My ex-wife's done looking. Oh, hell no. I got to get out of here. <laughs> Can someone take my phone, please? <laughs> All right, guys. We have reached the part in the episode where we always shout out our Patreon supporters. Uh, on our Patreon.com, you can select tiers. And if you pick the right tier, it means we will mention you every single episode. Uh, and today we're going to continue that tradition with our first big shout out to Keith Jefferson, the OG Patreon supporter. Uh, Keith is a self-described geek and a galactic father in his own right. Um, he has been a supporter of the show from day one of the Patreon, and we really appreciate him. But he is not alone on this level of support because next up is, you know, you, you better do it because I can't do it. Rob Ryan. That's right. <laughs> Rob Ryan, man, bought his own condo. What a good dude. Good stuff for him. Uh, he He's looking up right now. Um, a new place to play those board games. Yeah, he's super excited about it, uh, and we're all excited also for him. So um, thanks for all your um, contributions to us, and uh, thanks for listening, obviously, and uh, looking forward to uh, what's next. Awesome. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. That's so good. That takes us out of the producer level and straight up to the I Love You 3000 level of supporters. Uh, the I Love You 3000 level of supporters are, honestly, we can't do the show without them. I mean, we could, but it wouldn't be the same. Uh, so we'll just name, you know, our first. I, wait, ooh, who was first? Keith. It was, uh, was TK. Was TK it TK? Three, yeah, 31788. All right. Of the 501st. Of the 501st. 501 first. 501 first. There you go. Um. Man, what what do you say about him? What can't you say? He oh is goodness, the self-appointed galactic dad fact checker. He does a great job. Hopefully we didn't miss anything this episode, although I'm sure he'll find uh, something. He will. He will. He's a helpful guy. 
Yeah, if that's what you call help. Yep, absolutely. I he's do. he's the guy for it. <laughs> um, but no, a uh, great guy. Helps us out at cons. Uh, love to see him there. Uh, can't wait to get him in his full stormtrooper outfit out there again. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a blast. We should and then we should just get like an oversized hoodie and slip it on top of his full blown stormtrooper outfit. I don't see why not. There you go. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, next con, baby. Next con, stormtrooper hey. neglected dad's hoodie. It won't, it won't be hot at all. Not at, yeah, he'll probably pass out. We'll have to give him something in a Galactic Dad's koozie. Uh, <laughs> pretty sure Eric is paused out. It doesn't matter. So we're going to keep on moving. Uh, next up after TK, we had uh, wonderful support from Special K. A lot of K is going on here. Uh, but Special K is an incredible uh, supporter of the show. He is, I mean, let's face it. A better golfer than John in every way. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah. He's a better golfer than me. Uh, he's also a pretty, pretty damn good bowler. He's an all right bowler. Uh, <laughs> Let's not push it. I rolled a 269 last week. That's nice. <laughs> pretty good. Nice. That's pretty, they call that pretty good. Nice. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, Special K is awesome. He's a, he's a great dad and uh, a great supporter of the show. Uh, we love having him. If you're really interested in hearing more of him, uh, you can listen to some of our back episodes because he has been on the show once or twice. And you can also listen to him on the Galactic Dads Media Network show, of Force Dyad. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's my partner he's in crime over there. Obi-Shawn uh, and Jedi John on the uh, Force Dyad podcast. I'll tell you so what, they know their Star Wars stuff. Yeah, we had a blast uh, recording episode one, you know, and... Oh, we I can't wait to post episode two because we found our groove. I mean, it was. Did you? Yeah, you know, you know how it is. The first podcast, like you're just like you're kind of tense and like yeah, 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 almost robotic while you're talking about stuff. And um, no, the second episode we got a little more like loose and like got a little into your lane. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Gotcha. So it, it was a good time. It was a good time. Good. Well, as we like to call them on this show, special K, we appreciate you and your support. And lastly, our uh, most recent I Love You 3000 member is Joe Perezident. Of course, he uh, helms the Comic Shop Couch podcast we mentioned earlier. And he does an excellent job up there. He really does. They do strong work. Yeah. They do great work. Uh, he also uh, hopefully is healing up nicely from a little rotator cuff repair. And uh, yeah, yeah, he's doing okay, though. It's always good to hear from Joe. Uh, and we really appreciate his support. So definitely go and check out all things Joe Perezident uh, on the socials and give him some support as well. Uh, but that is it for our Patreon supporters, and they have all earned this round of applause. <laughs> You're better than me. I would have pushed the wrong button. Uh, <laughs> I really looked for it. Yeah, I, I was like, oh, that's not right. <laughs> All right, let's cue up the outro because we're almost done with this bad boy. So listen, guys, as we uh, finish these beers or drinks this week, uh, we want to say cheers and thank all of you for listening. Uh, please do us a huge favor. Uh, leave a like, rate us, review us, uh, subscribe, no matter where you're listening to us at. It helps us out in a massive way. Uh, and definitely share it on your socials. If you dig what we're talking about, let someone know. Really appreciate it. Uh, you can definitely check us out on patreon.com slash galactic dads for bonus after hours episodes exclusive uh, only to Patreon subscribers and much more exciting content. Uh, plus, I'm about to show you uh, where I got to meet Mark Miller, the creator of Jupiter's Legacy and Marvel Civil War. 
uh, back at con. I got pictures and a good story that I will be posting up shortly, so definitely go check that out. Uh, plus, you get to get your hands on some sweet Galactic Dads merch. Uh, real quick, that reminds me, today is Hunter Bemis's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, Hunter. Yeah, happy birthday, Bemis. Uh, I will definitely make sure you get your hands on a hat as well. So, you know what, John? Make sure you take one today. You'll probably see them before I do. Yeah, potentially. Potentially. If not, I'll talk to him about as we play Warzone together. Uh, but anyway, listen, guys, till next episode, we thank you very much for listening, and we encourage you guys to keep on doing the dad thing.